Hello, hello, hello there, beautiful teacher friend. Tony here. So glad to be back with you for episode number 55 of the Primary Teacher Friends podcast. I have so much fun with you here. And you guys, if you know me, classroom management is so fun for me to talk about. So that's why I'm really excited to bring you five clever ways to simplify your classroom management today. If you are gearing up for a new year and you want it to be the very best ever, my friend, you know I'm going to tell you to work on that classroom management. That is why today's episode is specifically designed to help you accomplish that. So if you're interested, stick around with me, friend. Are you ready? You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker. And you're among friends here. And now... Your host, primary teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome, welcome. I am so happy to have you here. If you have time, please do me the greatest favor of all and leave me a review on the podcast. I've seen a huge jump in following and listeners. I know teachers are gearing up for a new school year, and I know you are so busy, but please, if you have time, leave a review on the podcast so that other teachers can discover this information too. Plus, it just keeps me going. It lights up my day. I love reading and knowing that what I'm saying is resonating out there with teachers who need it. Today, I am so excited to share with you how I simplify things when it comes to classroom management. It's very easy to get distracted with fun and wonderful looking new ideas, but sometimes, friend, simplicity is king. Actually, most of the time, simplicity is king, especially when it comes to working with our little learners. So today, I am going to give you five ways that you can possibly simplify your classroom management to make your room flow even better and make your life, in result, more joyful. The less stress, the better we are. Is that right? Do you agree? I totally do. So today, let's talk about clever ways to simplify your classroom management. Guys, I truly cannot describe the impact that the shutdown and the virtual teaching taught me last year. I learned so much about myself as a human and especially as a teacher. Although for many years I thought of myself as a very simple, minimalist kind of teacher, I learned that I could even deduct more things that I did in the classroom to make my life even easier and still have the very same results in my classroom management. So yes, last year from August until December, I was full-blown virtual teacher. And then in January, we returned for the remainder of the school year in the hybrid in-person mode. 
What I learned from all of that experience is, as I said, that I could deduct more things to further simplify the way that I taught and managed my classroom, and it just made my life much more simple. Virtual teaching, although it was hard, has had a lifelong impact on me as a teacher. So hopefully you learned what I did during that experience is that sometimes we are going above and beyond with no greater result. If you happen to listen to the Finish with Joy series, that was a series I did at the beginning of summer to kind of gear you up and help you learn and do more over the summer, I talked about the 80-20 rule. 80% of the impact we're having comes from only 20% of the things we actually do. So that definitely applies here as we are simplifying things in our discussion today. Keep in mind that simpler is better. Only a small portion of what we do is actually creating the 80% of the impact. And although I'm going to share with you five ways that you can possibly improve your classroom management, I want you to have this perspective, this mindset in everything that you do. Simpler is better. When planning routines or things that you do in your classroom, ask yourself, how can I take away from this to make it even more simple? What can I eliminate? What is unnecessary here and what is absolutely necessary? Part of my 20%. Don't get caught up in the cute, frilly, enticing things. Get caught up in the simple things, the simple matters that make the biggest impact. So I'm going to share with you five ways that I have simplified my classroom management over the years, and maybe you can take some ideas here today, apply them to your classroom, and see some great results as I have. With all five of these things, you'll see the trend that my classroom management wasn't always that simple, and I have reduced things over the year to make them as simple as possible. That is my goal in everything that I do in the classroom because I have found a direct correlation between simplicity and joy when it comes to teaching. Not only will you benefit from things being more simple and clean cut, your students will also reap those benefits. If it's complicated for us, imagine how they feel entering your classroom each day. When you cut out the fluff, it really helps our students. So just keep that perspective and mindset on your heart when you're planning out your classroom this year. So let's get to those five clever ways to simplify your classroom management. You may have already caught clever way number one. And if you have, that is great. I'm going to keep this short anyway. One way to simplify your classroom management is to use simple class rules. If you caught episode number 50, then you already know what I'm going to say here. But if you didn't, please hop back and listen. One of the most transformative things I ever did in my classroom was implement simple class rules. It sounds so uh, simple, really, but that is the beauty of it. And that is why it is so powerful. So I suggest that you use simple class rules that are specifically designed for your little learners. 
I really hope that you will use movement and really learn to manage that in a way that is so, so effective for your classroom. One of the greatest decisions I ever made was to get rid of an old clip chart that I used and wasted too much time on. And I really full force put into place simple class rules and utilize them every single day. So simplify your classroom management by doing that. Go back and listen, learn some more. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Clever way number two to simplify your classroom management might hurt your ears just a little depending on which side of the fence you are on, but I say to cut out some of the homework that you are sending to your students. Homework can be a controversial topic when it comes to teachers, just like everything else in the world. But realistically, you are probably spending a lot of your time and focus worrying about homework. If you send it home daily, oh my goodness, bless your heart. I don't know how you manage it. I used to send home homework for each and every day, and I fully believe that, yes, my little learners were going home and getting reinforcement on the skills that I was teaching during the day. I put a lot of time and effort into it. I checked it every day. The students returned it, and what I found was... It did not make a long-term impact on my students' learning. It was not part of that 20% that made 80% of the impact. The 80-20 rule is called Pareto's Principle, and it's been proven in many aspects of life, from business to anything else that you can think of, and it does apply to us teachers as well. So homework was not creating any noticeable impact. So I did it a few years, I did without it a few years, I tried to implement it again, and it was just too much. So this is what I do for homework. It is my belief that there are certain things that absolutely have to be reinforced when students are developing certain skills. For example, sight word practice. Students have to see a sight word a lot, a lot, a lot of times. I cannot remember the specific number before technically it becomes memorized. I do not have the capability to show that word that many times to each and every student and ensure that they are getting that. So I do send flashcards home. I also really find it very important for parents to read with their children and reinforce the leveled readers that we use in the classroom. So that is another thing. I also do the math facts and spelling words. But as far as worksheets and things like that, I have never found a clear result or impact from all of that work, all of that preparation, making sure it's in the folders, making sure they turn it in, tracking the kids who don't turn it in, finding some way to bring consequence when they don't. And also there's that pesky little problem of parents doing the homework for them. And yes, that's a real thing. If it's not happened to you, I don't know how. So really think about cutting out some of the homework. How could that save you time, save you trouble across the entire school year? Maybe this resonates with you completely and you're ready to cut out all of it. But I do suggest having some of those reinforcing skills, keeping parents involved with that as much as possible. 
with that, let's move on to clever way number three to simplify your classroom management. Let's talk about hand signals. So probably you've seen some hand signal posters somewhere here, somewhere there on Pinterest. Well, I'm going to tell you that not only are they cute, but they are incredibly effective and they can simplify your life a whole lot when you really utilize them properly. So you're probably saying, what is a hand signal? Well, little Jimmy is dying to use the bathroom and instead of shouting out, Miss Mullins, Miss Mullins, I gotta pee. (laughs) He instead raises his hand, crosses his fingers and I immediately notice that and I in turn signal for him to go to the bathroom. All of this is done non-verbally with cues, with hand signal cues. If you have never used hand signals, you only do the raise your hand and respond kind of situation. I highly recommend you get some hand signal posters, teach this routine to your students and simplify your life. It is so powerful. I love it. I won't do a year without hand signals. When it comes to hand signals, I have five major ones that I use. I don't want to have any more than that because that in itself could become complicated. But I have a restroom signal, a tissue signal, an emergency signal, a pencil signal, and just a random question signal. Sometimes they don't have a signal, they just have a question. So what this does is it helps me manage the movement in my classroom. For instance, instead of having students up and about at any given time, I teach them they have to ask permission. And sometimes asking permission is as simple as giving me a tissue signal. A tissue signal is just sticking your pointer finger up. I teach them that, you know, kind of like you would use your pointer finger to pick your nose. And instead of walking over to see what it is that little Timmy needs, I know he just needs a tissue. So I give him a little point with my finger that says, yes, you can go. And that really simplifies us. We don't have to talk about it. He doesn't have to explain. Um, He just quietly gets up, gets his tissue, does what he needs to do, gets back to his seat. So think about using hand signals, but don't just use them lightly. Really enforce them at the beginning and you will see some year-long impact from that. It really simplifies all of that talking, all of that movement that you need to cut out. Hand signals can be the answer for that. So I love, love, love hand signals and that's why I have a free set that you can add your own name to. I will leave the link to that in the show notes, but you can find those free posters at teachertony.com forward slash managing movement. So that was clever way number three. Let's talk about clever way number four to simplify your classroom management. And this one too may hurt a little depending on how attached you are to your classroom jobs poster. Teachers love those classroom jobs. I see it in all of these groups. Show me your classroom jobs poster. How do you organize it? How do you manage it? My question is, why do you manage it? Why? Why would you spend your valuable teacher time going through and having to manage all of those different classroom jobs, switching them out every day or every week, whenever you do it, trying to remember which kid does what. I've done it. 
And no, it was not worth it. I am going to give you a great solution, but really think about how important is it that every student has a job every day. Technically, every student does have a job every day. Their job is to manage their behavior, to keep their desk clean, and to help out whenever needed. Why do they have to have these silly titles like caboose or garbage picker upper, whatever you use? Why do we do that? I know it's because we want every child to feel as part of the team, as part of the community. But as I said, every child does have responsibilities every single day in my classroom. And you may have a strategy that is more simple than every child having a job. But I am going to challenge you today to take a new perspective on it. What if, my friend, you had one helper per day? Yes, what if you had one single student that was responsible for helping with whatever was needed in the classroom for each day? This student could be the line leader, they could be the cleanup helper, they could be the light switch turner honor, <laughs> whatever you want them to be. How much more simple could your day get if you didn't have to worry about all of those helpers? So let me tell you how I do this. I simply print out my class list. I put it in a sheet protector. I hang it on the wall under a little sign that says classroom helper. And each day I just put a mark next to the helper of the day. I go alphabetically by last name. There is no thinking about it. The students will, for you, remember when it is their turn to be the helper because they watch that list. It's actually right next to the door. So anytime we line up, they see it. And so they know tomorrow or the next day, whenever, I cannot be absent because it is my turn to be the helper. Now, if they are absent the day they come back, I will hop back to them because I do want every student to have a turn. So I will hop back to them on the day they return, but then go on down the list. And then when the list is over, I start back from the beginning. There is a book by Sarah White called Morning Meetings and Classroom Wrap-Ups. I really love it. I found some incredible information in it. And she actually taught this in her book. I've done this for years, but she calls it the student teacher. She explains to her students that a student teacher is learning and helping the teacher. And it's a very, very, very important job. Basically, you are the second teacher. Your job is to help people, to assist people, to assist the teacher, whatever is needed. It's a very important thing. And because it's so important, you can't do it every day. You have to take turns. So if there's 22 kids in our class, you'll get to do it for the whole day. And then 22 days later, you'll get to do it again. She even suggests having a special hat and a seat for students to sit in during student teacher day. Maybe a seat that is closer to your desk. So that makes it more special. And whenever there is a job that requires multiple students, the student teacher gets to choose who helps. So your helper of the day can choose other helpers when needed. So just think about this and how it could change your time in the morning or however you prepare for classroom jobs. 
If you really love classroom jobs, which some people do, they really see benefit and impact. I personally did not. And I like this more simple way of doing things. And with that, let's get on to clever way number five to simplify your classroom management. So I do include my classroom environment in my classroom management. And one important part of the environment, the feel of your classroom is being nice and tidy and clean and clutter free. So one thing that you can do to improve your classroom management is to organize and declutter this year. Guys, I'm so excited to tell you that I have switched schools. I am in the process right now of preparing a first grade classroom. It's always been my dream to teach first grade. And I'm so happy I finally made the decision to try a new school. It's been eight years in the making. (laughs) So what I want to tell you is that I had to kind of get in a rush to clean out my old classroom. I put it off until the very last moment. Actually, the day that I moved over to the new school is when I went in and just pulled everything out of my old classroom that I needed. But in this moment of being in a rush and needing to get out quickly and move my things to the new school, I finally realized I had too many things. There is this book called The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up. I read it about seven or eight years ago, and it had a pretty profound impact on me. I came home, decluttered my house, I decluttered my classroom, but over the years, things still managed to sneak back in. But what I'm challenging you to do is to think of it in the way that I had to. If I had only a few hours to remove from this classroom only the things that I need to teach my students, what would I take with me? What that will empower you to do is to look at the rest of the things and really decide, do I need this? I would say that over 50% of the items in our classroom could be eliminated. So we need to think about how important our space is. Visually, think about the space in your classroom. How do you feel about cluttered, piled up spaces versus clean and open, free-flowing spaces. When we get rid of some of the things, we open up more space. Space is important to me. I don't want to feel like I'm in a tiny tuna can of a classroom with things about to fall down around me and injure me. So whenever we can eliminate things, we create more space, more freedom, more air. So look at your classroom and think, what can I get rid of that's going to simplify my life? Do I need 10 sets of this one thing? Do I need all these piles of manuals? Do I need all of these toys that are in the classroom? Could I simplify the indoor recess area and give students fewer options and less things to clean up when they're done? By doing this, you're going to make a profound impact on your classroom management, but on the way that you feel about your classroom. It's going to be more joyful to walk in and notice that, hey, there's more space in here. It's actually freeing to get rid of things you don't need. If that's not a habit of yours, I suggest you try it. 
I saw a quote on social media the other day. It said the best way to organize your things is to get rid of most of it. And that is absolutely true. So that was clever way number five to simplify your classroom management. Let me do a quick recap of all those. Number one, use simple class rules. Go back and listen to episode number 50. Let me also mention there's free rules for you to grab there in case you want to know what kind of rules I have. Clever way number two is to cut out some of the homework. We don't need all of that. Your kids don't need all that. You need more sanity in your day. Clever way number three is to use hand signals. Cut back on some of that chatting and that movement and simplify the way you signal your students to move around the classroom. Clever way number four is to have one classroom helper each day. Please give it a try. You don't have to keep it. And clever way number five is to get rid of some things. Organize and declutter. Open up that space. Feel more free and airy. You will love it, teacher. That was a little more fun than it should have been. I hope you have learned something here. I hope you take some of these ideas. Simplify your teacher life. Give it a try, my friend. You don't have to keep it that way forever. Let me also give you a quick update about Joyful Teacher Academy. I've had some emails from friends wondering, Hey, Tony, when is this going to be available? Well, I'm going to tell you out of the honesty of my heart that this is absolutely so, so important to me. I am trying to perfect the program to make sure it is absolutely what you need it to be. And I expect that to be available to you around the middle of September. So if you are waiting for that, you don't have to wait much longer. I really want you to be in the swing of things in your classroom. That way you can really, truly implement the strategies, the actionable tips, the community, all the things that it's going to involve in real time. So I hope that makes sense. If you are one of those listeners who are waiting for Joyful Teacher Academy to finally open, it is just a big piece of my heart and I have to make sure it's the right time and that it's perfect for you. If you are not on the wait list for Joyful Teacher Academy, wow, what a big list. I'm so excited. But if you're not on that list, follow the link in the show notes and you will get notification whenever it is available, I promise. But with that, I'm going to let you go, my sweet teacher. I hope you are gearing up for the very best year you've ever, ever had. I'm praying that we all have the kind of school year that we wanted last year that we crave. And I'm just happy to be along this journey with you. So please join me next week, same time, same place. But until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. (laughs) 